Welcome to All Bodies on Bikes, the podcast, where all bodies are good bodies, all bikes are good bikes, and all rides should be celebrated. All Bodies on Bikes is a movement to create and foster a size-inclusive bike community. So join your hosts. I'm Maggie. And I'm Marley. As we explore the complexities of the biking world, help us break down barriers and create the world that we want to see. And don't forget that all bodies really means all bodies, not just larger bodies, but bodies of all sizes, ages, races, abilities, genders, sexualities, and beyond. Come along for the ride. Happy almost summer, Maggie. It is almost summer. Yes, June 19th. I think when this comes out, it's going to be the solstice. Perfect. Yes. Um, summer is one of my favorite seasons. Kind of, I don't know. There's just, it. it's exciting. There's something in the air. I'm not, I don't like heat though, is oh, the no, only problem with summer. Same. But I think so, I just have uh, that like nostalgia from my childhood of like, oh, this is like fun and there's no responsibility and yep. forcing myself to get up and do work is hard. Cause I'm like, no, I should be able to mm-hmm. sleep in. Yeah, exactly. I should be able to play all day. What are you talking to me about? Yeah. Um, get out of my face. Well, um, this week's episode is a banger. Uh, it is. I don't think I've ever said that out loud. Uh, well, you did a really great job with it. So thank you. Um, but it's it's kind of a different one for us. We get some voices that we haven't heard before on our podcast. Yeah. Um, we've got Chase, uh, the head coach and founder of Adventure for All, Adventure for All. Yes. And one of their athletes, Josh, who's also now a coach and a mentor, which we love. Which we love, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a really, I think y'all are really going to love this conversation. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and we're just, we want you to know a little bit about these two wonderful people that we got a chance to talk to. Yeah. Um, Joshua, Charles Eckert. I know we just talked to them. Did I pronounce that correctly? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Um, he's also known as Superman. Uh, he is 24 years old. He was born in, I think it's Sarasota. Okay, Sarasota, Florida. Uh, and he is always attracted to superheroes growing up because he loved that they give themselves for others. He's always found value in connecting with others and helping them as well. And that trait has led him not only to lead an incredible movement within Adventure for All, but to be a coach and help others achieve the things that he is doing himself. Josh is a remarkable young man, which you are going to hear, and will always be someone that gives himself for others. Yes. Um, and you could just hear the enthusiasm in Josh's voice. Absolutely. Um, and joining Josh today is Chase Petty, who is the 32-year-old founder of Adventure for All. Um, rarely, if ever, took this expected route. He's always had a fire within him to follow his intuition and live this one life that he has to the fullest. Uh, after Chase graduated from high school, he attended Columbia College in Missouri for three years. He changed his major three times before he dropped out and headed off to Florida at age 21 with his entrepreneurial spirit. Um, Chase's spirit was tested multiple times, as is every person with big dreams. Uh, And it wasn't until his 25th birthday, a.k.a. a quarter-life crisis, (laughs) that he decided to climb Mount Baker in Washington State. It was on this climb that only him and one other person out of 14 trekked through a snowstorm to the peak. Chase gives that moment on the peak credit for where he is at today. Quote, that moment was everything. It showed me the gift that comes from battling emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual challenges. I didn't know the answer yet, but I knew that feeling was what I wanted to give to the world. Chase is a believer in using fear and challenges as a compass to growth. And it's because of this mindset that adventure for all and its mission exist. Chase has a vision to redefine the human potential for those with exceptionalities. On this journey, he will inspire a movement that shows the power of inclusion within communities and believing in one another. And it starts with inclusion. Um, So yeah, you're going to hear this is an absolutely remarkable conversation uh, between these two guys who rode Unbound together and are working towards making cycling literally more inclusive for um, folks with exceptionalities. Yeah. Anything else we want to add before we dig in? Uh, I just like in his bio that he pointed out, people are always so quick to say there's no I in team, but what nobody, what more people need to point out is there isn't an us and in inclusion. Yes. 
And that is going to be basically the theme of the conversation you're getting ready to hear. Yes. So please enjoy this conversation with Chase and Josh and me and Maggie from Adventure for All. And thanks for listening. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing excellent. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, well, hey, this is Marley and Maggie on the All hey. Bodies and Bikes podcast. Um, and we are here today with Chase Petty. Is that how you say it? Yes, it is. Good job. <laughs> and Josh Eckert. Is that right, Josh? Um, <laughs> with Adventure for All. Um, and we're going to talk about your Unbound Gravel experience. Does that sound okay? Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so Josh, um, what was your favorite part about riding Unbound? Financial Hundred Miles Race was then my favorite part of Unbound Race. But you like the race? Yes. So you want to say it again? So your favorite part was, and then say it again. Finished of a hundred mile race was still my favorite part of Unbound Race. So crossing the finish line? Crossing the finish yeah. line. Oh my so gosh. Yeah. Finishing the race was his favorite part. His favorite part was finishing it. <laughs> I wish I would have been there to see it, That's but fair. I was still out riding. Do you remember how long yeah. it took you? Sorry, I didn't put this question on the thing, but do you remember how long it was? Do you know how long you were on the bike, buddy? Do you remember? Debbie, like 10 hours. It, <laughs> it was 10 hours. 10 hours 10 and three hours. Oh my gosh. Like, whoa. Yeah. yeah Back- so Where's oh, your bottom? Where's your bottom store? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Have you ever been on the bike for that long? Yes. Okay. You have? Yes. <laughs> we have never been on the bike that long. <laughs> We've been on the bike for I think like eight hours. Ten hours though. Whew, that was a long time. That was a long time. A, yeah. Uh, um well josh what was the hardest part about unbound gravel because in the muddy bike tracks very slippery (laughs) the mud was so slippery oh my gosh yeah yeah that looks like oh go ahead maggie and he said some of those big hills (laughs) oh yeah Did, did you have to walk any of the muddy sections or were you able to ride them all Walking buddy six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had to yeah. carry our bikes a little bit too, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but you're still smiling, which is awesome. Um Maggie, do you want to ask the next question? Yeah. Uh Josh, what do you love about bikes? I like my bikes is because it makes me feel happy. I love Going fast is be with my friends. Yes. Uh, that is that's... the trifecta of biking right there. <laughs> <laughs> you do love going fast. I think his max speed was, what, 35 miles an hour going down one of the hills? <laughs> sure. That, that is fast. <laughs> Especially on gravel. Dang. I was scared. I was, scared. I, was... <laughs> I was like, oh, we are booking it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, Josh, you are now a coach. With adventure for all and we're going to talk with chase in a couple minutes about adventure for all and all the things but do you have advice for other people who might be thinking about this and want to ride unbound need to present dream because it's hard to think you said one more time say it a little bit slower need to practice and train because it's hard there you go that is great advice. You need to practice yep. and train because it is hard. Yeah. yeah Are you going to do something you show up for? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do it again? Do you think? Do you want to do it again? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Such uh, a confident answer. Yes. Any race, any race he can do, he's in. He loves racing. Oh my gosh, he I love it. I think he just loves the people. Do you just love being around people? see <laughs> see wait do you speak spanish too yes he does. Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah my spanish is not very good but um well chase it's your turn for some questions unless josh do you have anything else you want to say about unbound i think there is one more so a part of your advice right you said you need to practice and train hard and train because it's hard but what else do you want to tell people that would want to do a big race what's something you'd want to say to them 
it means you get frustrated and never give up. Saying mm. you you might get frustrated, but never give up. Yeah. Yeah. That's solid advice, Josh. That's great, buddy. Yeah, that yeah. is really good advice. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're the man. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to you, Coach Chase. Um, so we're going to back up just a little bit. Um, yeah. So Adventure for All, what is it? How did it start? Can you tell us all about it? Yeah, I can tell you all about it. Um, you may have to interrupt me because I'm a rambler, so I may just like talk too much. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say Adventure for All was born from the idea that growth only exists when we're being challenged. Um, I don't believe that comfort and growth can coexist. Um, and so in my in my young 20s volunteering with these individuals, and actually Josh was in the class, the very first class I ever volunteered in at a school, Josh was actually in that classroom. <laughs> um, How long ago is that? That was, oh man, I was 20, so eight years ago. Okay. So you guys been friends yeah, for a I, while. Yeah, I've known Josh for a while. We carved some pumpkins in that classroom, made some decorations, just all kinds of fun stuff. And then, um, yeah, and I think <laughs> over the years of volunteering with them and we started to bring them to the gym and I started volunteering with a company called Next Generation that tr- just trains individual exceptionalities and just, I don't know, they just, they changed my life. You know, they helped me become more patient. They they have this gift of making you more present in the moment, which I think all of us need practice on. You know, we're always thinking of, what has happened or what's next. Um, And they very much have this gift of bringing you in the moment. And that's something I struggle with a lot. So being around them just gives me that gift. And so I don't know, I just think like my life changed so much for the better befriending Josh and becoming friends with Riley and just having these people in my life. And I just wanted to find a way to give back to them. And so um, whenever I fall in love with something, I become a bit obsessive. So I started to just research everything and read about everything and understand what is their life look like? What is the opportunities available to them? And I just came to find that, you know, after they kind of age out of high school, there's pretty much nothing available. And then in the teenage years, they're very limited. Um, There's Mm -hmm. really not a whole lot preparing them for what life is, you know, and life is challenging, you know, every day, you know, there's some type of challenge we're going to face. And so I kind of found in this, in their process of growing up that, you know, it can't, it comes from a place of love from society, but we kind of overprotect them and it's actually preparing, not preparing them for society. So it's kind of setting them up for failure in life because they've never actually had friction. They've never actually been challenged. They've never yeah. had those, those awkward conversations, you know, that we have in school or, you know, not that these things that we want to experience, but you know, there's bullying, there's, you know, conversations we have that are awkward, there's breakups, there's teachers yelling at whatever it is, just these little experiences are what kind of define us. And um, we kind of, you know, protect them from those moments growing up. And so I just wanted to find a way to challenge them. um, But a way that like allowed us to be a part of their journey, you know, not, not just like a program. It's like, hey, you're with us for a couple months, and then good luck with life. You know, it's kind of like, (laughs) Hey, like we want to teach you to ride a bike, but now we want to teach you how to ride it efficiently. And now we want to teach you to do your first race. And now we want to teach you to be a coach for others. And now we want to teach you, right. And just kind of give them this, this journey of growth so that they feel like they have purpose in life. So, and that's me rambling. So there you go. Oh, I love it. So it's kind of like the bike, the bike is a vehicle or like a tool. Um, so it's, it's about the bike, but it's not about the bike. Oh, so beautifully said. I say that all the time. I'm like, yeah. all of our programs, the hiking, the biking, everything. I was like, guys, these are um, these are beautiful distractions to growth. You know, they're they're very fun activities, um, but they're just a piece or checkpoints along like the deeper meanings of finding leadership within them, ha- having them face fears, having them overcome challenges, having them trust others um along along the way, and just teaching them these traits and characteristical traits that are we feel are like foundational to again, being more independent in their life. So. Yeah. Hey, we go see, say we. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you repeat that? Sorry. Thank goodness, buddy. <laughs> what did he say? He said, I agree, Coach Chase. I agree. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> one of the funniest things I think I heard at Unbound was uh, grumpy Coach Chase. Um... <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you call me grumpy Coach Chase, you think, Josh? A lot or a little? Uh. Definitely a lot. Definitely a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I I turn into grumpy coach Chase anytime I'm I'm reaching Josh's threshold, you know, uh, you know, kind of testing that that you know that threshold of adaption and also like 
uh, I'm good. That, that's enough. Yeah, like you <laughs> that makes sense me to me. That tracks. Yeah. That tracks. Yeah. So it's his way of communicating <laughs> that. Hey, I'm. I can keep going, but like you're on the cusp there, coach. Like <laughs> I'm getting cranky. So yeah. back off. Actually, that's I'm just going to start. Go ahead, Maggie. I'm just going to start using that in my regular life for, for people that have never heard this conversation. Just random people at work. I'm going to be like, listen, grumpy coach Chase. Yeah. Don't sit down and mind your business. We're yeah. going to have a problem. <laughs> Please do. Like your your coworkers, your bosses. Exactly. Like, exactly. Marley, all right. All right. Grumpy Marley. Yeah, exactly. I text Maggie. And I'm like, I don't want to record today. She's like, all right, grumpy Marley. Like, <laughs> perfect. It's going to be perfect. Uh, well, that's kind of a, oh, go ahead. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, I was just gonna say, it's kind of a segue into my next question is like, how do you know where the limit is? Like, yeah, I, I think it's, um, which is like, again, a gift to like me and again, to like our volunteers and people that end up experiencing, um, being around these individuals is <clears throat> they just, they reteach you how to actually conversate <laughs> and connect. I think in today's world, that's like such a lost trait mm-hmm. for people um so they just teach you to like communicate really well so we just Mm -hmm. ask questions like you know and a lot of times you can tell with people right like facial expressions or body language you kind of have an idea where somebody's at and so we can kind of read that instead of just assuming we always ask so it's like josh like are you okay can you keep going um do you need water um and you know then usually he'll tell us um and josh is really good now that he's been with us long enough we've really taught him the power of advocating so like you have to speak up you have to say something to me so now he does like we'll be on a hill and he's like i need water mm. you know and he'll directly tell me where you know younger athletes like we have this whole new group this year and we're really hammering that home like they because i think a lot of them start to look up to their coach yeah so they just don't want to they don't want to let you down you know no, so and like, we've all yeah. been there you know you don't want to admit that hey i need a break i need a snack yeah. um it's i feel like it can like I don't know. You don't look weak, but I think there's a fear that you think you're going to look weak. Oh, no. And that's so that's a perfect segue into what I was going to say, which is like, I was. this is why they perf- they teach us how to perfectly conversate is like with our athletes. I'll go, hey, look, you know, um, do you need a break? And then I'll immediately follow it up with because, you know, I need breaks sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. I get tired and I mm-hmm. so like they really teach you vulnerability and like how how to be really humble because. Like, like you just said, Marley, you know, if, if you're not able to admit you're not faults, but you know, just your human characteristical traits and how we all have them, um, they may not be as open. So that's, so yeah, perfectly said. Awesome. Um, so sorry, getting back to kind of the roots of adventure for all, um, I, I played around in your website a little bit. I think the programs you have going on are phenomenal and you're primarily based in Florida, right? Yeah. So we, um, we're headquartered in Florida, and we're working with some families around the nation and like we're doing our first big summer tour this summer but yeah we're mainly based right now in sarasota can you tell us more about the tour yeah absolutely so we kind of got a lot of inquiries last year from a lot of families that you know watched josh's gravel and giving video of his first ever race um seeing some athletes at gravel worlds we just had a lot of families that have experienced us out at races around the nation that have reached out like, Hey, how can I teach my kid to ride a bike? Or, Hey, I was always told my kid can't, but I see your kids are. So like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing differently? And just, and we had a lot of, you know, just families reach out. So we thought, you know what, like, since there's interest and parents want to learn and these, and people want to learn, let's just set up a tour. And so, and I'm, I'm definitely a go-getter. So I, when, when I set my mind to something, it usually happens or, or we make it happen. So last summer we just started reaching out to partners and found great alignment. And so we're going from Lake Placid, New York, to Bentonville, Arkansas, to Lincoln, Nebraska, to Boulder, Colorado, to then Bend, Oregon, to then Ketchum, Idaho, which is where we'll end the tour at Rebecca's private Idaho race. We're mm-hmm. actually, we'll be doing your shakeout ride. Yes. At the race. So ending our tour actually with you, Marley. So that'd That's be perfect. so fun. Josh, do you get to go on that trip? Uh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. He'll, <laughs> he'll fly out to a couple of those to help coach. Nice. So he'll come out to Boulder and he's going to teach those kids in Boulder how to ride. And he's going to come out to Gravel Worlds to do the race again with his athletes that he taught this year because he helped coach that program. And then he'll be be at Ketchum, Idaho as well. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I guess same question for you, Chase, that we had for Josh. What was your favorite part of Unbound? Uh, My favorite part was like, I feel like we experienced 
and at least to me, like every possible scenario of gravel riding in like one day, <laughs> like hike a bike, really bad mud, like super hot and humid, and then like torrential downpour, like felt like tornado winds. And then it was just like, like 30 mile hour winds at one point, it felt like, I don't know, it just felt like very just interesting day. <laughs> so yeah. my favorite part was just, it was never boring. <laughs> it felt like I felt like we were just traveling through like different like zones of like weather every like twenty miles. So it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. What? So that was mine personally. No, you're good. And then obviously it was my first hundred mile race as well. Congratulations. So yeah. Thank you. I mean, Josh and I've done a hundred miles, but practicing, and it's in Florida with like literally fifty feet of elevation over a hundred miles. Um, <laughs> So, you know, but to do that race together, I think, you know, my favorite part was doing it with him. You know, I don't know if, you know, I very much get motivated to do things because I get to do it with people or I get to be a part of it with them. You know, a lot of times I don't do things by myself. So I don't know if I would have ever signed up for a hundred mile race if it wasn't for Josh. So, so yeah. Thanks bud. What is the best? Good job, Josh. It was the best bike race ever. <laughs> mm, the best. Yeah. It was maybe the hardest bike race I've ever done. Yeah, us too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you made great time. Yeah, I was going to say that actually. Like after I looked at the data and I looked at it, like I couldn't believe. And it just go to, it went to, it just spoke to Josh's character. Cause I let Josh kind of lead the pace, mm-hmm. you know, I'll push times and I'll try to, you know, I'll do things, but we were at a point now in our relationship where if I train him, I train him really well. So like, I kind of let him lead the race and I'm just kind of with him. But he, um, when he found out there was only 25 miles left, like he didn't speak to me from mile 75 to mile 92. Like he's oh my zoned- gosh so hard that like even when I would speak to him he like would just wouldn't even look at me he was just like and I was like I don't know it was like a really proud moment for me of like wow like he just like he feels the finish line you know yeah. like, he know, yeah. like he get that moment of like I know I'm gonna finish so I'm gonna finish strong because like we were going like 19 to 21 miles an hour the last 20 to 25 miles <laughs> like there was a moment Marley that I was like Oh what God. if what if I bonk? Like what, what if I lose Josh? Like what what if I can't keep up with him? Like there was like there was literally a moment that I was like I I could feel that I was pedaling as hard as I could with my legs. I was like I hope he doesn't go faster. Oh my gosh. Keep up. So like it was a very humbling and proud moment for me of like I need to start training harder because the athlete has now like um, like overcome the coach. So you're the animal man i'm just trying to <laughs> coach chase and animal. actually both you guys are it's funny because when i was out there um you know going through the mud um i saw you at the start line you know we got stopped by the train and then you guys were like off to the races and all day i was like all right i hope josh and chase are doing all right and like yeah. you guys ride bikes all the time you've trained i knew that mud wasn't going to be that bad for you um but I was thinking about you guys all day. And then turns out you finished like six hours before me. So you were like showered and cozy and eating ice cream. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> well, the hard part is like really next time we're going to make sure we like book like now for Unbound because we had to stay all the way in. Um, we weren't staying in Emporia. We were all the way in uh, Topeka. Oh, geez. Topeka. Yeah. That, Topeka, I think sorry. Topeka. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I like Kansas. Topeka though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds more exciting. Call. I'm not a local. <laughs> uh, so we finished the race and he, we were rained on and the temperature dropped. So to make sure he didn't get like hypothermia and stuff, like we didn't have dry clothes. So I had to rush him back to the hotel. So we didn't really get to enjoy the festivities after the race, unfortunately. But I didn't either because I was still out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> how, did you, how did you feel though? You said it was your hardest, hardest race yet. And watching your film of the previous year, like that looked brutal. So do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was actually hardest. I, I have like short term memory. Yeah, I that's don't think true. this year wasn't that hard. It was like you said, it was um, every condition imaginable. But I think I mentally knew what I was getting myself into more yeah. than last year, and so it was just like, okay, here we go. And I don't know about you guys, but like, quit isn't really in my vocabulary. Like, unless I cannot physically move or my bike is broken, I can keep riding my bike. 
Yeah, you um, speak that through actions. It's very obvious. You. Like you're, yeah, you're not a quitter, like at no. all. No, <laughs> no. Although I did, I've I've quit some things in my life, but that's okay. Um, we all yeah, have. I was just out there having fun, and like I was fully prepared to be out there for like 14 hours, and so two extra hours was like, okay, this is just adventure time. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was your favorite part? Oh my gosh, um, probably riding through the mud, um, yeah, and just like because so. Basically, like, I don't know, you know, when the gravel starts, like I had already fallen off the pack um, and kind of had had kind of settled into like, OK, I'm just going to be by myself all day. And then we came up to that mud and I just saw miles of people. And then I just kept picking them off and passing them. I was like, what yeah. is happening today? This is so weird. Um, so that was probably my favorite part was just like feeling like all oh, the practice has really paid off. Yeah. And good for you for riding because like we attempted it a couple of times and we we failed every time. I was like, All right, buddy, yo. <laughs> and also, like, guys, if you're on doing practice rides and you see random people carrying like random things, like a paint stick, it's not random. There's a reason. So, like, ask because we didn't have one. And I was like, that's why people had a random paint stick. Mm. So we're sitting here with our hands, like, up with our hands, trying to pull it off the tires, like, push it out of the spokes, and. So yeah, that was a that was a, a bad coach moment on my end, <laughs> or just a learning experience. That too. <laughs> I mean, why would you why would you see someone with a paint stick and be like, you know what I should get I for know. my bike like, ride tomorrow? <laughs> I thought I didn't know. I was like, I don't understand it, but okay, maybe it's just like people locals do it, so they know that you're. A lo- I was like, I didn't know, and I just didn't ask. Yeah. And now I now I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's too funny. Um, so. Why the bike? And Adventure for All does other, uh, I guess, modalities or sports as well. Um, but it seems like most of the things I've seen have been with a bike. Um, I mean, that um, that speaks to you all, honestly. You know, it speaks to the bike community. You know, it's um, we have all these, you know, we do kayaking, we do hiking, um, big trips. We're doing a pretty big, like, mountain climbing thing with an athlete that we can't really announce yet. And But the bike has just been especially the gravel community, like, oh man, it was just like family from day one. <laughs> Wasn't it? I, I, Josh, so Josh, like he's kind of stimming right now. He's all excited because you know, he agrees, you know, it's yeah. just, um, cause this is fun it, and it's exciting yeah, to talk about. Yeah. yeah. It's this beautiful feeling. It's so, like, they immediately... <laughs> <laughs> and so the community just immediately accepted us. And I think it was just this like beautiful accident, you know, of like, they understood the feeling that Josh was receiving when he crossed that finish line for the first time. And I think it like, it settled people in to have, make them reflect on the first time they ever crossed a finish line. Mm -hmm. And I think when people were able to reflect to their first time, it connected them to want to help other athletes like Josh experience that because it's like one of those monumental moments that, you know, you carry for the rest of your life. And like kind of defines you and changes you in a beautiful way. And so, so yeah, I think this, you know, it spoke to, to you, Marley and, and your team and the cycling community and just everybody that was like, get out here, you know, come bike with us. You know, you're saying all bodies on bikes, adventure for all, you know, the, the, you know, there's the all is in the title because it is for everyone. And we all just want to have that experience together. And when she's an animal. <laughs> Marley is an animal. I'm an too. animal. Oh, oh, story. <laughs> Don't worry, you're going to be Marley Queen here too, as well. Oh my gosh, gladly. Um, <laughs> well, and you guys just had a film come out. Um, we got to be on a panel together at Unbound, and that was really cool. Um, can you tell us about the film and where folks can see it, or if you're going on tour, or yeah. any of that stuff? Oh. Yeah, thank you. No, it's a great question. Um, yeah, and kind of, I guess before I say that, also just to speak on the bike too, particular to this demographic, why the bike is so important is it is one of the things that almost every parent of an individual with an exceptionality, at least intellectual and developmental, is told that their child will never do. Mm. Not that they're unlikely. They use the word impossible. They use the word they never will. And so we have a lot of families come to us literally saying, Hey, like my child won't be able to learn a bike, learn to ride a bike, but I appreciate you including them. Mm. And so, like, it's also a monumental moment for families and parents because they see their child do something that they also believe was impossible. So it kind of breaks down these barriers of like, okay, well, if they did this thing that was quote unquote impossible, what else is not like, what else that's impossible in quotes can they do? And so it kind of reopens this path of hope 
for the families and for the athletes and for everyone. So, so the bike is also a big monumental shift for the parents as well. Um, so yeah, we did a film on Riley and Riley's one of those beautiful stories. You know, he, um, was told he never will. He was told it was impossible since he was young. Um, and his process was a very particular process of teaching him how to ride a bike, but it just goes to show that, you know, the process and the tools may be different, but the end result can be the same for any human. I believe, you know, I'm a big believer in that, that, you know, impossible is not, I think impossibilities. Cry for a ways. <laughs> I, I cry a lot. So Josh, Josh just said, Chase is probably going to cry after the race. Um, so yeah, every, I cry a lot now. So that's just a thing. And the athletes like to joke. <laughs> give me. I love that. They just like <laughs> dig at you and like, I know. Yeah. Oh, Coach <laughs> Chase is probably going to cry now. <laughs> um, so yeah, like um, to see the film and to see our films this year, like in every city that we're we're gonna visit this year, we're gonna host a film festival. So we're gonna have the community come. Um, the minimum seating is a hundred. In some of the cities, we have like a four hundred seat theater that we're selling or giving tickets away. So they're all free entry because it's you know we're not here to raise donations from these experiences. We're here to educate. Sure. And I believe storytelling and seeing a part of like a journey is 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 a way to educate. You know, I don't believe that data is the only way to educate. I think you have to touch people's hearts first and give them an experience. And then they're more willing to educate on the data aspect. So I think this is a great opportunity for people that have never had an experience with these individuals but are you know are curious um to kind of lean into that curiosity and, and come join us and watch a film and just be a part of that loving energy so yeah and the film is called finish is that correct it is called finish yep um and i had the the pleasure to see it at, in emporia i definitely cried my way through it so listeners if you get a chance if you're in any of those cities what was it it was somewhere in new york yeah, Lake Placid, New York, um, Bentonville, Bentonville, which you'll be there, I believe. I will. Yeah, I'm excited to volunteer and help out. I'm, I don't, I don't know if I've ever taught anybody how to ride a bike, so it'll be a learning experience for me too. You're gonna love it. It's it's the best feeling. Um, to be a part of that experience when they pedal that first time on their own is like, well, it never gets old. It's like the best experience to have. Um, and then we're going to Lincoln, Nebraska, cause that's where gravel world's races. And they've, they were the first race to kind of have Josh come and do their race. So we're going back there and then we're going to Boulder, Colorado, and then we're going to Bend, Oregon. And then we're going to go hang out with Rebecca and the Be Good Foundation, uh, at the Rebecca's private Idaho race. And awesome. Up. And where can folks find out more? Is that on your Instagram or is that on your website? Where can folks find out more? Yeah. So on our website, if you scroll down on the homepage, you'll see, um, national tour, um, and it has all the dates um, and a big page that just explains everything. Um, and also pretty much from this day until the tour is over on our social media, Adventure for All Fund on Instagram or Facebook, there will be a lot of posts and um, just hype <laughs> uh, for everybody to follow along and just be a part of the experience with us. So Awesome. And we will have links to all of that in the show notes. Um, yeah. Josh, I have another question for you if you're okay with it. Um, your nickname is Superman. Uh, can you tell yeah. us who your favorite superhero is? Sometimes my favorite one is Superman when he saves the world. Yeah. Superman and she, he loves it when he saves the world. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Josh, Josh definitely holds a character of, you know, of a hero. You know, he, he definitely loves taking on huge challenges, but most importantly, like when he's coaching, he's just, he's on cloud nine. Like when you see him with the younger athletes <laughs> that are nine and 10, like they all look up to him because they've all seen his video. They've seen things he's accomplished and they, you know, he puts this sense of belief in others, you know, you know, like him when he's coaching them and he, um, he definitely gives them all of his energy when he's with them. It's quite beautiful to watch. So. Yeah. I'm not crying. Yeah. Sometimes I'm so I'm so happy to be to the finish line. <laughs> you ready for the next finish line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what is your next finish line? Do you know? Yeah, you know. What's the next race you're doing? No, that's the way for the race of Colorado. No, so that's that time you're coaching. But what's the next race you're doing in August with your friends? Remember the four friends that you helped coach? What's the race in August? Do you remember? We stay on the bus. Yep, Lincoln, Nebraska. What's the name of the race, though? You know the name. Well, Debbie, do we do you go to Nebraska? Do you want me to help you? 
Let's see. You want me to help you? Okay. It's called Gravel Worlds, remember? Oh, let's see. That's yeah. Josh gets a little nervous. That's okay, buddy. That's okay. You're doing great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Gravel Worlds. And he's actually doing, this was, so this is actually, a beautiful, again, speaks to Josh's character. So I asked him this year, I said, Josh, do you want to do, because you did the 78 or 75 mile last year. And so one day he'll do 150. And I was like, hey, do you, do you want to do that this year? Or do you want to do the 75 again? Because one of his friends, Christian's doing the 75. Or do you want to do the 50K um, and finish first, but be able to be there when your friends finish? Because he's never experienced that. He's always usually the last one coming in because he's doing the longer races. And he said he wanted to do the short race this year because he wants to be there for when his friends cross the finish line. So yeah. we could see, see, we, yeah. Yeah. So he's going to, he's going to do it. He just wants to blast on the 31 mile one and then oh. get to the finish line and be there with Jason and Sophia, just like cheering people on across the finish line. So, so yeah, you'll see Josh probably with his cape at the finish line of gravel worlds, just this people, this <laughs> pumping people across the finish line. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and for listeners, you know, if you're at gravel worlds or you're, you know, you see these folks around these folks, you see Chase and Josh around, you'll know it's Josh because he is more often than not wearing a Superman cape. Yep. Um, yep. And usually some cool socks and uh, definitely embodies a lot of the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Characteristics of a superhero. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Advice for any listeners that again, you know, don't have any experience with these individuals. Um, you know, um, don't be afraid, you know, don't have a fear, you know, um, they're just like us. You know, you may have to ask a question a different way. You may need to be a little bit more patient and waiting for an answer, but it's some of the best experiences you'll have is just conversating with them. So, you know, don't be afraid, you know, they're, uh, they're just amazing, big hearted humans that love connecting. Um, the only, I guess, a uh, warning label I would add is they're going to love you really hard immediately. <laughs> you're going to be their best friend, like very quickly. So as long as you can handle somebody, you know, loving you super hard right away, you're good to go. <laughs> I think we should smell stinky get you sweaty for now. <laughs> right now? No, I showered. I don't smell stinky. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. We'll be racing. We'll be sweating. He's like, Coach Chase, you're, do you smell stinky? And I'm like, yeah, probably, buddy. I probably do. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So. <laughs> do you want to say something to them? Do you want to say thank you? Or, I, you know, I appreciate you having me on. Do you want to tell them something? Mm, sometimes YouTube is where you have a good time being with the race last weekend. I know. Do you want to say thank you? Can you say thank you, Marley, for having me on the podcast? Can you tell her that? Thank you for having me on. Thank you for my for podcast. You are so welcome. Thank you for joining us. This has been a really fun conversation. Um, and we have two wrap up questions. Um, and now I'm totally forgetting them. Maggie, can you help me out? <laughs> yeah. So the first one is, what is your perfect day on a bike look like? All right. So let me ask you first, Josh. Perfect day on a bike. Do you want to be in Florida or do you want to be somewhere else? Be somewhere, be somewhere else. All right, good. Me too. So, <laughs> do you want to be in the mountains or do you want to be near like a beach or like the water? Damn it, way out of big hill. Yep, me too. Big hills. All right. So, in the mountains. So, do you want to be in Colorado or like Montana or California? Um, those are your, what are those three options? Which one would you want to go to? We, we do Colorado. Nice. All right. So, perfect day on the okay. bike is riding in the mountains in Colorado. Awesome. Love I share that. I like that. But it has to be the fall. Okay. And it has oh, to be sure. Foliage, right? Perfect foliage. Because like, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where you happen to get lucky. It's like the perfect day of the year. Right? Nice weather. Oh, yeah. Right? And maybe, all right. Ooh, last one. After the bike ride, though, what are we going to eat? Do we have pizza? Mm. Do we have burgers? Or are we just going straight to dessert and we having like ice cream and cookies? Yeah, we eat boop. Eat cheeseburger with a wish. All right, cheeseburger. Mm. It's post ride. All right, okay. so have it. You heard it here first. With some cheeseburgers and fries. <laughs> my my only take on that is I always encourage people to remember that you got two hands. So you get cheeseburger in one hand, you get the pizza in the other hand, and then it's oh, a decision making yes. situation. What do you think, Josh? Pizza in one hand, a burger in the other. The way to you. The way to you about cheeseburger. <laughs> He just a cheeseburger in each hand. I also support that though. hundred <laughs> percent. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's one reason we love riding bikes is because you just get to eat whatever you want afterwards. Right, Josh? 
Oh my god, Jeez, you guys don't believe hundred percent. Oh my god. So what's the uh what's the second question? Wait, you gotta answer for you, Chase. What is your favorite or your your oh, perfect okay. day on a bike look like? Perfect day on a bike. Um hmm. It's a good question. Never asked this question. I'm like when I get asked these questions, I'm always afraid like that's the answer, so I can never change it. So sometimes I'm too particular. But I would say a perfect day would be pretty similar to what Josh picked, actually. So I'd want to be, I'd probably want to do a ride with Josh because he's at a point now that he really pushes me and I keeps the the ride really fun because yeah. Josh is like, even when we're like suffering, he's like happy, which is great. So it's great energy to be around. Mm-hmm. So I would say a, a ride with Josh. Um, I'd want to be somewhere I've never ridden before, though. I want to okay. feel like I'm exploring. So I'd want to be in the mountains, but somewhere I've never ridden so that it feels like that pulls me in the moment more. So I'd want to be somewhere new that I've never been. So I feel like I'm exploring and kind of, and then maybe along that ride, we take a random route that wasn't on the map and we see where it takes us and hopefully not get lost. Um, hopefully like we make it to the top, watch like a really cool sunset. Um, and then somehow there's a truck that I can throw the bikes in and ride back down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Because I feel like it would get too dark before on the way down. But yeah, I think, um, you know, riding the mountains with Josh um, on a route we've never been in um, would be great. But I'd probably want to do like Banff somewhere like that. Somewhere, you know, in the Canadian Rockies that uh, I feel I've never been. I think it'd be really beautiful up there. Yeah. He's getting yeah. confused. <laughs> I have a lot of bucket list items. So I, that's a hard one for me. I have like literally a list of places I want to bike. But yeah, for right now, just say uh like mountains near banff um foliage time and a trail i've never been in yeah love it yeah now i need to do that now i'm like i need to go do that yes (laughs) yes Um, have you ever considered doing steamboat gravel i have actually so we were gonna actually so we planned to do it this year and then they moved their race because last year was in july so we were like perfect we're gonna do it um but now it's the weekend before gravel worlds and we had already committed to Gravel World, so it's just too much travel and too many. So we were going to actually take Josh to SBT this year. So now we're planning to do it in 2024. Awesome. Um, I'll probably still be at SBT, so I think I'm flying there for a day or two because um, <clears throat> the Wahoo team and I, I think, want to play the finish film. Um, awesome. And just speak some people, so I think I'm going to fly in for a day, maybe two, and then fly right back out to because we'll be at Oregon during that time. So I'll have okay. a couple coaches. So I may be like, "Hey, coaches, you hold down the fort." fly to Colorado and then fly back. So Yeah. Well, hit us up while you're there because we we take a team of 15 out to Steamboat. We do. Um, it's it's a similar-ish program where we train them up uh, and, you know, get folks ready to do their first gravel adventure. So See, isn't, that, isn't that the best to be able to experience that with them? It What's really that, is. What was it like your first time doing that with a group that you, like, trained up? Like, oh, my God. It, it felt – I my words are not coming to me today, but – um, it is I, hard to it, it's hard to explain, but it felt like I've been blessed so much in this bike world, you know, like I'm not fast. I'm not necessarily good. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm very good at riding a bike. My bike handling skills are excellent, but I'm not fast. <laughs> there you go. Get it. Uh, <laughs> but I've been so blessed by the bike industry. So it was just a cool opportunity to kind of pay it forward. And like, we also work with Wahoo. They give all of our team and actually Maggie was on that first team, yeah. um, bike computers and, you know, access to the training system. And so it just, it really kind of felt validating that like the work that we're doing is worthy. And, um, you know, you don't need that validation from companies, but it just feels really good. Yeah. And like, I try to explain to people, my guys, like we're always working towards removing that piece of our ego that needs validation. But like, I don't care how, like we're human at the end of the day, like we may not need it, but it, it definitely fills us up and like allows us to keep like, I guess like you were saying, like, it reminds us that we are on the right path. You know, I think yeah. sometimes, you know, like for you, Mar, I'm guaranteed there's days you're like, why, why am I doing this right? Like, yeah. Like, what am I even doing? Yeah. What know? am I doing? Exactly. Like, is it, like yeah. 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 No. So I feel that. I think everyone, you know, like understands it. Like we all feel that as humans. And so it's okay to want to be like, Hey, like, it is nice. Like send Marley a message, send us a message. Hey, like we're love what you're doing. We, you know, we're, you know, keep doing it. Like those things go so far. They really do. Yeah. And I think people are hesitant to reach out, but, um, you know, getting those, those in messages is keeps us going. 
Absolutely. It fills it. Yeah. It fills our hearts up and fills us, fills us with energy. Cause like I said, you're, you're giving a lot of your energy, you know, at these races to these people, like, you know, and so people don't realize like we have a lot to give, but also like we have to refill ourselves too. And so, so yeah, like, um, so I'm telling you, you are doing amazing things and like, Thank I you. definitely want to be there. So if I do fly out, um, I'll probably just tell them like, yo, give me a bike. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to ride with y'all. Perfect. With I love it. Yeah. Um, and then we have one last question for you. Um, yes. so we talk about bikes a lot, but is there something else that you wish you got asked about besides bicycles? Hmm. Oh, on this podcast? Just in, in life in general. <laughs> um, like something you don't get about? to talk about very often, but oh, that okay. like you care about or. Um... I guess something that, oh man, there's a few things like immediately popped in my head. <laughs> so Please, yeah. One is, one is cultures. So traveling, I think there's just a, a huge amount of growth and going somewhere you've never been and culture you've never experienced. Um, I think it's amazingly like super humbling. You don't know the language, you don't know the food, you don't know where you're going. I think it's like this, again, this beautiful way to like reset you. And again, to like almost fall off the horse kind of thing, right? Like you're, you know, yeah, you ever, you feel, you feel all that when you're in your town, you know, the people at the coffee shop, you go somewhere new and you're just this stranger. And it kind of reminds you that like in a beautiful way that you're just, you know, you're kind of small, mm-hmm. but in a beautiful way, yeah. um, which is nice. So I think like, I love talking about that. Like just traveling. Um, I think a second thing I think about a lot is I just love hearing people's stories. So I think just connecting with new people. I just, I love like, this is one of my main questions. I meet people. They probably think I'm super weird right away. I'm like, what's your story? And they're just like, okay, we're like, we're going there right now. Love it. Right. <laughs> I guess to start with my favorite color. Um, so I think <laughs> that, and, and like, lastly, like one thing, like I love um, talking about a lot is I think I get asked about it a lot now, but obviously just the work I do, you know, um, I just think like, <laughs> Like life, I think we're so hyper-focused on, you know, financial growth, financial stability, just like this, you know, we're always chasing comfort, which is funny, right? In life. But like when we're in comfort, we want adrenaline, right? We're like, I'm bored. I want it. I want something. Ooh, yeah. You know, so it's like this funny, like, you know, weird situation that as humans that we're always working towards, but we don't really want. And so I think um, there's just like this, this understanding that like, the more we can connect with different people, like the better the world is, you know, because I think like there's just we've gotten so lost in thinking that perspectives are facts when perspectives are just perspectives. You know, they're just they're, they're a belief and beliefs are great. But I think understanding other people's beliefs just open up like this beautiful space of understanding and like a different level of like love just for people in general. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, again, I'm rambling. But I think, uh, you know, I think just having conversations and connecting with different people is great. Um, different um, communities and cultures is great. So I think, I think now that I'm talking about it, I guess it's just experiencing new things. Yeah. You know, I guess yeah. is really what it boils down to now that I've heard myself, you know, talking. <laughs> uh, I think it's that. I think it's just constantly seeking new experiences in life is something that I love talking about. So like, I'll always ask them, so what do you want to do? Like, what's your dream? Mm. You know, like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, yeah, like if you could do anything, right? Let's forget all the stuff. Like if you could do anything right now, what would you want to do? So I'm going to ask you, Marley, if you could do anything in the world right now, money doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Like what is Marley doing like in the next year that you're like, this is what I want to do. next year? Uh, I'm riding my bike across Europe. Oh, see, so there you go. So like now I'm the person, once somebody tells me that now I'm in, in a month, I'm going to say, so Marley, how's that coming? Please do. I need accountability in my oh life. My gosh, so I, mean, like, I just, I love being like that person for people in life. Like, Hey, like that's your dream. Then like, then that's like a life. Do it. Like, yeah, yeah. like that should be one of your life's purposes. Then like, if that's a dream, then make it happen. Mm. So I think like allowing ourselves the space to like ask those questions, but also like make those things in our minds to start like a possibility. So. Dang. Yeah. Laying down the wisdom. That's fantastic. Um, well, to wrap up, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, Chase, tell us where folks can learn more about you. Um, you're a nonprofit. So if somebody wants to donate, they can donate to help get more folks on bikes, right? Josh is not and said, yep, give us money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but tell us that and then we'll we'll say goodbye. 
Josh said, start with 25 bucks. That's what Josh said. <laughs> you heard it here first. Okay. That's amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, we're starting a, 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 you know, for our summer tour, we're starting a campaign um, on our website that's a monthly donation. So I know for some people, like, oh, subscribing to something is like terrifying. But I think it's like to show the world that, like, this beautiful strength in numbers, you know, so hey, like, we don't, you know, donating a thousand or $250, like, don't, like, donate $10 a month, you know, and, our goal is if we can get a thousand people over the summer to donate $10 a month, we would be able to bring in $120,000 a year. That would be reoccurring. That would fund literally three of our biggest programs annually. Awesome. So immediately right then, those thousand people would be helping 20 families and 20 athletes start this beautiful journey um, to growth. And so I think it's just like spending that message. So the way you can do that is like Molly said, you can visit our website, which is just www.adventureforall.org. Um, if you go to our Instagrams, um, the link in our bio will take you there to donate as well. Um, and then obviously on our Facebook, there's a donate button at the top of that if you'd like to donate. Um, but one thing I would really love is just to subscribe to our email list would be the first thing I would ask, you know, if you're like, Hey, like, I don't know enough about you or really what you guys are doing, um, come to a film premiere or just subscribe to our newsletter. Cause we do send out just hype stories like Josh's big hundred mile race. We send out just education. We fill you in on the summer tour. We just want you to be a part of the journey with us because at the end of the day, if you're a part of the experience, then you feel like you're a part of this, this entire thing, this entire movement. So. Well, Jay Z was crushing it for that. <laughs> nice, Josh. That's the validation. Josh yes. just said you're, you're crushing it. I'm like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the best hype team ever. Well, hey guys, uh, this has been phenomenal. Josh, thanks for telling us your story and hanging out with us and riding bikes together. Um, and we'll see you in Idaho, if not sooner. So I'll see you in Ooh. Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Maggie, and thank you, Marley. I appreciate you both so much. Um, thank you. Yeah, I love the work as well, and just spreading that. You know, we can all get on bikes, but like you said, it's just a tool. Um, really, it's the connection and the creating this beautiful belief system that we can really all do anything we want. So, appreciate Definitely. you. Thank you. This is an All Bodies on Bikes podcast powered by Feisty Media. The show is produced by Maggie and Marley and edited by the team at Feisty Media. Thanks for listening.